Are you a professional woman who wants to create passive income streams and financial freedom through real estate investing? Join us here on Real Estate Investor Goddesses, hosted by Monique Holm. Listen to women who are rocking it in real estate investments as they share their stories of success, failures, and best advice in real estate investing. Start creating real wealth through real estate. Tune in today. Here's your host, real estate investor, syndicator, and developer, Monique Holm. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Holm, and on this show, I interview badass real estate investing goddesses, women that are crushing it in the real estate investing space. I am so excited to have with me my friend, actually, and we're in the deal together, Anna Kelly. She is so badass. She's the founding partner of Zenith Capital Group and REI Mom, LLC. She's purchased, renovated, and rented millions of dollars in real estate across numerous asset classes and has active ownership and manages a rental portfolio valued over $60 million and has invested over 2,000 doors as a limited partner. She actively seeks out the best multifamily investing opportunities for her partners and investors, and she enjoys helping others to overcome their fears, increase knowledge, and minimize risks in real estate. She's awesome, such a great investor and operator. I'm super excited to have her with us. Welcome, Anna. Thank you so much for having me, Monique. It is my honor to be here with you and your listeners. I'm excited to get to talk to y'all today. I'm excited to have you. So we know where you are now. You have this great portfolio, did it while working full-time and raising four kids. How did you get started in real estate investing? Long story short, I first bought my first real estate property when I was in private banking for Bank of America. So I had some very wealthy clients, Monique, and we talked to them all about the retail investments in this world, all of the traditional investments. And one day while I was talking to one of my clients, he laughed at me literally when we told him the returns that we could get him at our bank. And he said, I make much more than that with my real estate portfolio. And I thought, real estate portfolio? I've gone through all this financial training. I have a college degree and I've never heard anybody talk to me about real estate. You know, why is that? So I quickly realized that wealthy people have real estate and that one day I wanted to have some. So I started buying small properties. I bought a condo, rented that out. Then I bought a house kind of speculatively, flipped a property when I had a baby and thought that flipping houses was the way to get home with my kids. And first flip didn't go so well. And then I decided entrepreneurship must be the way for us to make money and get me home with my kiddo, my very firstborn. So started a business with my husband, moved from Houston to Pennsylvania for him to start his chiropractic business. And the reason I got into rental real estate is when we moved to Pennsylvania, I knew that my job with AIG was going to be a work from home gig where they gave me three months to try it out because back then nobody worked from home. And I said, Ken, I might lose my job. You're starting a new business with six-figure debt in business startup loans. We cannot afford to buy a house. So we house hacked, Monique. We bought a four-unit apartment building. We downsized from our big Texas home and moved into a little bitty two-bedroom apartment with our two babies. And we, instead of leasing his space in his office, we bought a building that he could practice out of. I bought it. He leased it from me. And we also inherited four tenants in apartments. And so we started buying apartments really just to be really careful with our money, have a little extra income so that if I lost my job, my work from home gig with AIG, 
I'd have some cash flow in at least enough to have food on the table as he started his business. So that's really how I got really started in real estate. That's incredible. There's so much about that that is great. One is, I really hope our listeners caught how truly wealthy people have real estate because it is the best way to build wealth, I believe. It's proven historically, Monique. There is no greater wealth builder and wealth preserver than real estate out of any other type of investment that people have invested in since the foundation of our country. So why do you think it is that nobody teaches us this? Probably because brokers don't get paid a commission. Your investment advisors for you to buy real estate would be one of the reasons. And I think too, because people just don't understand it. I went through and got my entire college degree in management and finance and never had classes on budgeting or investing outside of one day when you get your job, you will invest in your 401k and you'll have enough that over time, you know, if you just continue to dollar cost average, one day when you're 65, you'll have enough to retire. And that's all they teach you. And so the American dream is go to school, get a good job, work for 40 years, and when you're old, you can retire and enjoy it. And all those traditional investments are what help people to compound and slowly grow their wealth where real estate is a little more active venture, at least at first and for a lot of people. So it's just not something that's taught at all. And it should be. It's amazing that even you as a wealth manager didn't know this. And it was only by observing and learning from your wealthy clients when they laughed at the paltry returns that they would get in, in more traditional investment opportunities that you learned that. So Absolutely. And you know, then the only problem was I knew that wealthy people had it. And one day when I got wealthy, I would own some. That was kind of what I thought at that time. I had been sold the bill of goods that I was going to grow my wealth through like my 401k and stocks, bonds and mutual funds. So it wasn't until I really had that baby and wanted to stay home that I realized I could get started in real estate, even if I didn't have any money and that I could really trade my dollars initially for learning about real estate and really creating something out of nothing through my sweat equity, where you can't do that in the stock market. You have to have money to get started. And I realized real estate is a way that I can get started even with not very much. And just if I kept with it, I could grow this thing. Started reading books like Dave Lindahl back in you know 2003 or 2004 multifamily millions. And I'm like, okay, I don't have money to get there yet, but I can at least get started. And ultimately, Monique, it turned into multifamily millions with one rental at a time. I love that. And that's why I wrote my recent book, Investing in Real Estate from $1 to $1 million. Because I want women to know that so many people think, yes, after I have a lot of money sitting in the bank, hundreds of thousands, then I can get into real estate. And that's, you don't have to wait. You get into the game now and they will get you your hundreds of millions, you know, right? Like the the thousands of millions will come from the real estate investing. It's not the other way around. So what is your current focus? What is most lighting you up with real estate investing right now? Sure. So currently I am working on several multifamily syndications, which I really enjoy. I love the numbers. I love putting deals together. I love asset management. I spent a lot of time in the financial sector. So I dealt with securities. I dealt with private placements and legal documents and SEC audits and state insurance department audits. So I'm kind of a financially minded person. And when I can take something that doesn't seem to have a ton of value 
and I can just use my mind to create a business plan and to create multi-million dollar values out of something with creative raising rents and cutting expenses and going in there to make something beautiful, it excites me. Because number one, it's really making a difference in the communities that we're investing in. Number two, it's helping my investors to really start to grow their wealth passively. So they don't have time to put in the sweat equity like I did, but I can help the community, I can help investors. And then by doing something that I love that gives back, it helps me to continue to grow my generational wealth as well. So that's what I'm passionate about. I love that too. Syndication's my favorite. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's like it's win, win, win. There's no downside to it. I want to ask you a question that I ask all my guests, and I love this question because I feel like the most gold comes from this question, which is what was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? My biggest mistake was not trusting and partnering with people sooner. I really had been kind of jaded of working with other investors because of one really bad coach slash mentor that I had early on who turned out to be a fraud. And it really just made me say, okay, I don't want any part of this world if that's what this indication world is like. And so my husband and I just did it alone. We bought our own properties one at a time, slow and methodical, sweat equity, hard work. And while we learned a lot from that, and in some ways I wouldn't change it because it gave me so much experience and wisdom doing it that way, when I started to finally trust and find other really smart, competent people with integrity in the business that I could partner with, my wealth changed, my time became more free because I was able to scale instead of having so much on my shoulders and having to work 70, 80 hours a week between that and my job. So I wish that sooner... I had started partnering with other people, doing joint ventures, doing syndications, instead of doing it on my own for such a long time. Such good advice. What do you think, now you had a bad experience at the beginning, what would have helped you maybe avoid that experience? What could you have done differently? I think that I would have bounced back a lot sooner. So one of my superpowers now, Monique, is I've really developed grit and resilience like not a lot of other people that I know. And at the time that I started out, when I hired a coach in multifamily, I had just started a business with my husband with several hundred thousand dollars in debt to get started. I worked for AIG. And a year after starting that business, when things were so good, the economy crashed. AIG almost went under. I lost a significant portion, the majority of my 401k, which I had been taught was so safe. And at the same time, I had just bought my second multi-unit and I pulled out part of my 401k, what little I had left to buy another one. And I found this woman online and I thought, if I can do this with three small properties, I can do it with bigger and I've got to replace my income because if my husband's business goes south and I lose my job at AIG, we're really in big trouble despite trying to do things the right way. So it was just kind of the snowball of so many things hitting at once. It was like my job was being pulled out from under me, my 401k, my husband's business, and then hired this coach and had all these great aspirations. And I found out she was a fraud and she threatened me. She tried to get me fired from AIG. Like it was a crazy situation. And I found out the same week that I almost lost my job and that I found out she was a fraud. I found out I was pregnant with my third baby. And I was just like, God, I can't do this anymore. Like, what am I going to do? It's just so much. And I think because I was so blindsided by the shift in the economy 
because as much as I understood investing, I really didn't understand real estate cycles and economic cycles. It was just so much. And I kind of wallowed in my tears and self-pity for so long. And thankfully, I was able to still put one foot in front of another and figure it out. But I wallowed in that despair and hopelessness for too long because I thought all I've wanted to do is be home with my babies. And here I am starting to be, you know, have baby number three and everything I've tried to do the right way is falling out from under my feet. That's why I didn't do it. But from that, I finally learned, you know what? I can be down in the pit, but I can't wallow in the mud. It's time to get out of the mud, one foot in front of the other and figure this thing out and I'm not gonna give up. And from that, I really learned grit and resilience that has taken me very, very far, but even through many other hurdles that have happened the last 10 years. Sounds like as hard as that was, it was a gift. All right. There were many gifts in that. Absolutely. It changed my life and it changed my life for the better. And it was hard, hard, hard work for a few years. But um, now I know what it costs and I know that I'll never go back there. And that's part of why I love multifamily because it's really given me true financial freedom, true financial independence to where now I have total control of my time and I can live the life that I've imagined. It just took me a long time to get here. (laughs) Yeah, love that. You know, we talked about what happened in 2008 and the shock and rupture of that. How is it different for you this time? Oh, Monique, it's 100% different. You know, I became wise. It was a very big lesson to me that we think we are real smart. And when you're educated in, you know, the financial world and you work one of the largest companies in the world and you work with high net worth individuals, you think that you have it figured out. You think, okay, I've, I've arrived. I understand this thing. And then when the economy shifts and you're like, what in the world just happened? I thought my company was safe. I thought my portfolio was safe. I thought my husband's business was safe and none of it is. I learned to get educated real quick. And so over the last 10 years, I studied macroeconomics, microeconomics, global economics, real estate cycles, expansions and recessions. And I was prepared this time. I was a little early because of my risk tolerance because of what I went through before. I pulled completely out of the market about 18 months ago. And I thought we were going to hit a recession at the end of last year. So I started selling properties at top value. I was buying, but I was buying very, very carefully and strategically with only low rate, long-term fixed rate debt, no bridge debts for me, because that's what caused a lot of people to go under. So I learned to balance debt and I learned to sell at the top to prepare for a downturn. And that allowed me to get liquid, to be really in a much better position when we did hit a recession. And by the grace of God, even through COVID, even through some difficult times, I've been able to stay afloat and actually do really, really well because I've been proactive because I learned so much in preparation for the next downturn that from the last downturn. Let me ask you a question. What are you most proud of? You know, Monique, I think it's just, I'm most proud of the fact that I wasn't handed wealth. You know, I grew up in Section 8 housing in San Antonio, Texas. My mom was a battered woman in and out of several marriages, a leasing agent in an apartment complex, believe it or not, and worked at night. And I babysat my five siblings. And I had nobody in my family that had money or that could teach me about money. But I knew that I needed to change my life and that I didn't want to be in that same cycle of poverty that I saw. And just the fact that even as a child, I was able to recognize that people that did things a different way, 
that handled their money wisely, that had a job, that didn't just succumb to poverty mentality, I could see that there could be a change. So I had hope in a better future. I worked really, really hard, really my entire life to achieve more and to do things more carefully. And thankfully, it's all panned out. So I think just having hope, having a realization that my life, I had to kind of take the ball by the horns if I wanted things to be different. And that through many, many hurdles and many things that didn't go my way, I had the grit and the resilience to figure it out. And I'm just so, so proud of that and thankful for that. I love it. I didn't realize you had such humble beginnings and you might've already just answered that, but to what do you attribute your success? Really grit and resilience and faith and hope. I have a very strong faith in God and I've always had a hope that hope and a faith that everything was going to be okay. And that if I did things the right way and I just trusted him that he would lead me in the right way and that the hard work would pay off. So just faith and determination really I love that. And I believe too, my faith in God has helped me so much and continues to help me every day. Absolutely. What advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out in real estate investing? I think align yourself with other people that have gone before you. Investors like you and I, we've been there. We've done it the hard way. And there's wisdom that sometimes only comes through experience. And so the sooner that you can reach out and network with other women who care about you and aren't just going to be competitive, but they're really going to say, hey, I care and let me show you the things that you should do right and the things that you should avoid. Partnering with people that have integrity and wisdom and competence and experience early on, instead of trying to do it all on your own, will just save you a lot of pain and a lot of mistakes from trying to go it alone. So reach out to some other people and especially other women who have already gone before you because we've learned a lot that can be valuable. Fantastic. And what do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know? That it was all going to be worth it. (laughs) That I just needed to keep going and never give up. Because I did have periods of time where I really slowed down because it's just, this is too hard. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. The faster we can learn to put the self-doubt behind us and just have faith that every single day, shoot for your dreams and take steps every single day to achieve them. And there's going to be bumps in the road, lots of hurdles, lots of bumps and bruises. But if you know from the beginning how good it's going to turn out in the future, you won't have those periods where you just listen to the voices that you shouldn't. You'd get there faster if you just continue to do it with hope and to give yourself grace in the process and realize that you don't have to have it all figured out, but if you just keep going, you're going to make it happen and if it's going to turn out okay. You go through that messy middle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before we get to our famed end of show trinity, which is a brag, a gratitude, and a desire, what is the best way for people to reach out to you, find out more about what you do? Sure. Great. So my website is reimom.com. There you can find out about my coaching, my speaking events, and my investment opportunities in the multifamily space. All right. reimom.com. What is one thing you're celebrating? What's your brag? My brag is I just bought an amazing beach house and I was able to figure it out despite lots and lots of hurdles 
got it done in a very difficult time during financing, really because of the experience that I've had along the way that made a bank and a seller say yes to me when everything else said they should have said no. So I'm really excited about it and proud that I've made that accomplishment, got it done. Well bragged. And what's one thing you're grateful for? Oh, Monique, I'm just, I'm so grateful for life. I'm so grateful to still live in a country that despite all of our hurdles and our challenges still allows us the freedom to create our dreams and our reality. We can start from extremely humble beginnings and still do very, very well in life. So I'm just thankful for my life. I'm thankful to be in this country and just for all the great friends and family I have surrounding me every day. Beautiful. And last but not least, what is one thing you desire? One thing I desire really at this point in my life and in my investing career, Monique, is that most of the deals I invest in, I want to make a much bigger and more meaningful impact. I started a new capital raising company, Greater Purpose Capital, because I really desire to take my investing to a level that serves a much greater purpose where I can have impacts on apartment communities, on children that are like I was in those apartments, on single moms where I can come and help them through financial literacy and giving them hope and partnering in the community to draw others that will invest in the lives of those in my communities. That's something I really strongly desire. And I'm excited about the next steps in that process. I love it. Well, so shall your desire be or so much better than you can imagine under grace and in perfect ways. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was really fun to have you. Again, if you guys want to connect, you can go to reimom.com to find out more about what Anna is up to. She's doing amazing things. Connect with me at reigoddesses.com. There you can find out about our events, our investment club, get a copy of that book. You can get a free copy of investing in real estate from $1 to $1 million. And just find out about all the support we have there for you. Also, please subscribe to the podcast, like it, share it with your friends, and join us next time for another Real Estate Investor Goddess interview. Thanks and bye. Bye. You have just listened to another episode of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, a show dedicated to sharing stories of women creating real wealth through real estate. If you found value on what you just heard, feel free to share with your friends. Visit us at reigoddesses.com to learn more about our programs and live events, as well as to access other resources. Until next time.